0: our first Humanity at Its Best series. We start with a young man, Peter Ludwig, from Prague, Czechoslovakia, and he shows how one person with vision, questioning, and perseverance can create a brand new initiative to save hundreds of thousands, indeed millions of lives. In Masks for All, Peter's going to share with us Why he started this idea, how he spread it in a good way, how Czechoslovakia's leadership stepped up and asked all its citizens to wear masks, then followed by other countries such as Israel and Brazil. Ultimately, this one singular person being incredibly observant will help save countless lives.
1: Hi, my name is Peter and I live uh, like 50% in New York and 50% in Prague. And uh, I had a flight from New York to Prague to Europe and I was the only one uh, on board that had a face mask. And it was just the day after Donald Trump uh, said that they are going to cancel all flights uh, from Europe uh, to the US. So basically, that was the one of the last flights. And when I arrived to Prague, I realized that almost no one uh, outside on the streets, uh, wear face masks. So, uh, I started to read, uh, research on that. I started to, uh, make a, a, summary about what, uh, science knows about face masks and how, uh, they are effective. And I realized that there is a lot of, uh, more than 30 scientific studies that mask actually can really help to suppress uh, the spread of the virus. So I made a first video, it was in Czech language, and it went viral here in this country. And I asked uh, some influencers to share their picture with a face mask. And after three days, after just three days, from almost no one wearing a mask, uh, it's it's uh, we hit a tipping point and after three days, more than 95% of people wear face masks outside. And I sent a video to mayor of Prague, and he made a mask mandatory in Prague a mass transport system. So that was the turning point, because the next day, the uh, central government made masks mandatory for all inhabitants. And what do we see now that uh, it really works? It really works. We have one of the best data from uh, all European countries, so we are not growing exponentially. We have uh, just uh 50 deaths in the whole history of the outbreak, so it seems that masks can really prevent uh, the spread of the virus. Masks are not that uh, good in your protection, but they are perfect uh, because from, they can stop the spread of the virus from you to others. Basically, uh, many percent of uh, cases are without symptoms, so you are transforming the virus, you are... Uh, contagious, but you don't know about that. So and if you wear a face mask, it can stop like 95 to 100% of droplets, micro droplets that uh, you expose uh, when you breathe, when you cough. So this is really important productive equipment against the spread of the virus. And uh, now there uh, there are many uh, scientific studies. We did some studies uh, even here in top uh, two technical universities. So we know that uh, it works. There are many scientific studies and there is no reason not to deploy the same strategy that worked here in this country, in Czech Republic, and to deploy this strategy uh, all around the world. So that's why I made a second video in English with my friend. She's actress from and she lives in LA. So we made a video uh, about masks. We asked some top uh, professors from top universities here, and in three minutes we try to explain the whole idea: masks for all, like really uh, to change the world with this this message. And now we know that it it worked. For example, Israel made masks mandatory three days ago. Uh, there are many other countries uh, from Africa and oh, in, in Brazil, they make a mask mandatory. So it seems that uh, there's some logic behind it. And uh, even WHO changed its, its opinion and CDC changed its opinion three days ago. So uh, what we see is that what's worked here now, it's, it's a global movement. So for me, it's amazing. It's, it's the most important thing that I was uh, ever working on.
0: I, it's, it's amazing. And, and you say in that wonderful video that I protect you and you protect me. Right.
1: Because if, if you, uh, meet someone with a face mask and you have a face mask, you're both protecting, uh, yourself. So it's a selfless reason to wear masks. Not just a selfish, but there is a selfless reason. So, and if you both wear a mask, you are both protected. So, uh, that's why it's so important. To uh, deploy the movement and to uh, like ask people to wear face masks, because uh, we should have more than eighty percent of people wearing face masks if, if it's only a few of them, it doesn't work because then it 's not protective at all. but if most people wear a face mask, then uh, you can stop the virus in, in just a few few weeks because uh, there is no way how to transfer the virus to others so uh, and if you see the data and many countries are still growing exponentially. Uh, We have to act really quickly in that. uh, We don't have a time for that. So uh, every every hour counts.
0: Every hour counts. Every minute counts. Right. So I, I guess in this country, what we would wish is that President Trump would do his next press conference wearing a mask and that he would be a great leader in doing that.
1: That was a turning point here because our president and our prime minister, they both started to wear a face mask. In TV, in television, in all, uh, conferences. Actually, uh, our prime minister, he tweeted uh, directly to Donald Trump, uh, and he sent him the video. We know that. So, and, uh, I think that, uh, we, we have evidence that, uh, mayor of LA, he mentioned the video in a daily briefing. So, uh, we know that the video is already in the U.S., but, uh, what we need now, I think that, uh, if some, uh, influencers are listening to our interview. I ask them to, uh, be a good example for their followers. So please take your picture with a face mask and inspire others. Share, share the picture with the hashtag masks for all. And this is the turning point here. We, you, uh, our government was also very slow in that. Yeah. Uh, and there were no masks outside, uh, in stores. So what we, uh, made was a movement, uh, based on, uh, like normal people. And based on influencers, and basically uh, the government was the last part that uh, did a, a, a uh, rule. So it, it was in the moment when everyone was wearing a face mask, then the government made them mandatory. But the first part of the movement were influencers, because uh, in the beginning, people were laughing to those uh, with face masks. But if, if you see our favorite actress or favorite singer... Wearing the face mask, then you realize that it's normal. So uh, I ask if some influencers are listening to us. Please do that. Share your picture and uh, with the face mask.
0: Well, P- Peter, it's it's. I'm thrilled that we uh, connected. Um, what you're doing is so so critical for the world. What do you do when you're not creating brilliant ideas like uh, masks for all?
1: I'm actually. Uh, Keynote speaker and writer. I wrote a uh, best-selling book, The End of Procrastination. So, and I'm working on a, on a new book about purpose at work. So, uh, basically it really resonates, uh, with this situation. The importance is, uh, the importance to have a strong sense of purpose in life. So, uh, and there is a lot of scientific studies that, uh, the more per, the more purpose you have, you have a lower risk of depression, you are more fulfilled and so on. So strong sense of purpose is, is my key topic now. So I do a lot of keynotes, uh, a lot, lot of talks about importance of purpose in life. I think that the key uh, message now is to really uh, be responsible and to really act quickly. So wear a face mask, wash your hands, stay at home and uh, if we'll be lucky, we can survive that in a, in just a few, few weeks. So,
2: My name is Tom Kwitek. I work for the city of Delray Beach in their Parks and Recreation Department. Last Wednesday, um, April 1st, and then we're doing it for three other consecutive Wednesdays. We're handing out food to the community in Delray through an organization called Feeding South Florida. People can get in line, um, in their vehicles and they can let us know how many families there, you know, need to be fed. And then, um, they, they, you know, they get in and we. Give out food to the, to the family, self support everyone during this time.
0: How are you protecting yourselves um, from the virus? Because I know that you're. I heard that there were hundreds and hundreds of people that responded.
2: Yeah, we we did about uh, 590 cars that first Wednesday, um, and some of them had mul- some of them had multiple. You know, we put in food for multiple families, and one in each vehicle. Um, so the vehicles pull up. They have their either they have their trunk open or a side door. They're not allowed to open, you know, open their window. And then the volunteers, you know, a lot of it was a parks and recreation. Most, not, probably 95% of it was parks and recreation staff um, were there. We have gloves on, some of said had masks on, things of that nature. So you don't really come in contact with anybody, but you just put all the items in their trunk of the car and they go through different stations and then they just, they, you know, they, they, had, to feel, they had to fill out some information for the organization. Right for their 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 tracking purposes, and then they, and then they just take all off. So,
0: and and how did you, and how many volunteers did you have?
2: We probably had close to twenty that day. I would imagine, like ninety five percent of it was our parks and recreation staff in Delray.
0: I mean, that was a just a tremendous amount of caring and um, really helping out. How do people feel about doing it?
2: I mean, obviously, it's as a you know working from municipality like I do and all my other coworkers do. You know, something that we we do daily. We give back to the community and work for the community. We, we, we do it every day. So, I mean, but this, obviously the tough times we've done in the past, several years ago, we had know, the hurricanes, we gave out, you know, through FEMA, ice and water and all that stuff. Kind of part of our, part of our responsibilities as city employees.
0: And do you think that uh, in talking to the volunteers, and obviously some of them are your employees, um, that they're going to do more of this ongoing after the, the uh, pandemic uh, recedes?
2: Yeah, I mean, like well, I said, we're, we're scheduled to do it again this coming Wednesday, and then I'm not sure if we're, it, you know, they have they have different sites throughout all, all throughout Palm Beach County, Broward, and they, um, they, on their website, they have a list of sites where people can will go on there and look and see where they're, you know, handing out, good you know, food and things of that nature. So we're reaching out and servicing a lot of people, you know, not, to, not just in Delray, throughout Palm Beach County and all of South Florida, That you know, a really difficult time. So I think we're all trying to do our part and do what we best we can.
0: Humanity at its best will also cover stories of great outcomes during the pandemic. I'd like to share one from The Observer, which is an Oregon paper. It's about a gentleman, Bill Lapshees, who at 103 practiced the coronavirus. The outcome was very positive. Bill Lapche's granddaughter, Julia Yutze, said he has a contagious smile tucked behind his pale blue surgical mask. On Wednesday last week, Lapche's family carried balloons, cake and signs outside the Edward C. Allworth Veterans Home in Lebanon, Oregon, to celebrate his 104th birthday. With everyone spaced out six feet to maintain social distancing. Staff wheeled Bill out of the home and onto a small patio surrounded by balloons. Lapsheed's 100th birthday had over 200 people in attendance, so Wednesday's affair was a little small by comparison. But these festivities are special for another reason. With just over 25 days since his first symptoms and 19 days since he had a fever, Bill is believed to be the world's oldest coronavirus survivor. Sitting in a wheelchair under an awning as rain came down upon him, his legs wrapped in a blanket adorned in American flags and wearing a World War II veteran hat, his granddaughter said how Bill managed to survive his bout of coronavirus. With a hearty laugh, Bill said, I don't know. He paused for a moment, and then he added, it just went away sit out here and you can get rid of anything he said bill was born in salem oregon in 1916 and lived through the 1918 spanish flu pandemic that killed between 50 to 100 million people worldwide he also endured the great depression and he also served in World War II, where he was stationed in the Aleutian Islands, where he dispatched trucks and heavy equipment. His daughter, Carolie Brown, said her father really only ever talked about one part of the war, the end. That's why he really has an optimistic point of view in life. Coming home, being back with his wife and two girls, his daughter said, there was not that much going on then, just getting back to life. Something that we all want to do. Globally, Bill has company as a senior survivor of COVID 19. A 103 year old grandmother in Wuhan, China, was released from the hospital in early March after recovering. There's also a 101 year old Italian man, known only as Mr. P, who recently released from a hospital in Rimini, Italy, after overcoming the illness. It seems there's a scene here. There's a scene here of personal perseverance, resilience, and just being good people. So I share this story with you, my listeners, because we're all in this together. Social distance, wash your hands frequently, reach out to loved ones, and wear a mask. There's a lot of asymptomatic people out there, and we just need to bend the curve and break it. I'm Carol Cohn, and this is Humanity at Its Best.